Welcome back to The Wise Man's Page, the podcast where we read Patrick Rothfuss's The Wise Man's Fear page by page. This is page 867. Chapter 133, Dreams. It was an hour's work to drive the wagons into a thick piece of forest and hide them. I destroyed their edema markings and unhitched the horses. There was only one saddle. So I loaded the other two horses with food and whatever other portable valuables I could find. When I returned with the horses, Kryn and Ellie were waiting for me. More precisely, Kryn was waiting. Ellie was merely standing nearby, her expression vacant, her eyes empty. Do you know how to ride? I asked Kryn. She nodded and I handed her the reins to the saddled horse. She got one foot in the stirrup and stopped, shaking her head. She brought her foot back down slowly. I'll walk. Do you think Ellie would stay on a horse? Kryn looked over to where the blonde girl was standing. One of the horses nuzzled her curiously and got no response. Probably, but I don't think it would be good for her. After I nodded in understanding. We'll all walk then. What is the heart of the Lithani? I asked Vashet. Success and right action. Which is the most important, success or rightness? They are the same. If you act rightly, success follows. But others may succeed by doing wrong things, I pointed out. Wrong things never lead to success, Bashet said firmly. If a man acts wrongly and succeeds, that is not the way. Without the Lathani, there is no true success. Sir? A voice called, Sir? And that's the page. Content warning, this page will discuss sexual assault. I'm Nick. I'm Jordana. Jeremy is still away. We should probably like do a bit about Jeremy. Oh yes, we have to tell everyone where he's been or where he is currently. I was going to do a bit because when you were away, I did a bit where I was you. So I was going to do a bit where I was Jeremy. But I just can't muster like the enthusiasm to to rip on Jeremy, you know. You can only muster the enthusiasm to rip on me. Is is that what I'm hearing here? <laughs> it's just that like Jeremy is so so fundamentally wrong. Like all the things I would want to rip on Jeremy about would be like like ripping on a puppy, you know, for being for being small and naive. It's just sort of like it wouldn't seem fair, you it know? It shocks Whereas... me that out of the three of us in this group, Jeremy is the naive puppy. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, he's just like, he's just like, I will read the book and not consider it at all, which is, <laughs> you know, it's so anathema to the way I want to read a book. And so it doesn't feel fair to like criticize him when he's not here on that. And to be fair, the bit I did about you was not a criticism. It was a cartoonish. I'll have to listen to these episodes imaginary yeah yeah it involved you being played by a certain celebrity was it that hot lady who plays marjorie in game of thrones because that like if i had to have a movie and someone had to play me i really would love it for for it to be her <laughs> wow jordana you got it in one i was able to do the voice of that actress i know who you're talking about i don't i don't i don't remember her name but yeah i definitely did her voice <laughs> And uh, concocted a whole bit where uh, she was she was I playing you. I thought you were you. serious for a second. <laughs> no, but you know what? I could see it. I could see her doing a good job playing, portraying you in a uh, in the the bio. A much hotter version of me, but I would very much enjoy that. <laughs> oh no, I'll not comment on one's hotness. Very fair. That is a smart thing to do. 
As Quoth would teach us, women are like wines. They are all special in their own way. I don't know. I've had some pretty bad wine. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. There's, Back to the there's something like, there, so this is actually like a really heavy page. There's a couple deeply troubling things on it. Yes. And I, I must admit, I missed a lot of this in previous reads. I sort of glossed over this, but this this chapter and this page introduce the ideas that I've been talking about and Jeremy and we have all been talking about on, in previous pages about how like maybe Quoth is second guessing what he did or maybe Quoth is like having trouble thinking about and rationalizing like, was this the right thing to do? Because he's after the fact now thinking on the Lathani, right? He's like, what is right action? Well, we don't know whether or not he feels that he has done right action and that's why he's remembering this or if he's questioning his actions. Yeah, well, I, I cheated and skipped ahead, but the very last paragraph or a couple paragraphs of this kind of, of this chapter kind of summarize it. I will briefly violate our our creed and I, we won't talk about this today, but I do want to say that for context, he's thinking about, he's ruminating on what happened when he caught Kryn, uh, or sorry, Keat, who said to him, it was them or me, which was something that he didn't talk about at the time. And we talked about, isn't it conspicuous that his encounter with Kryn isn't, isn't touched on here, but he actually did have an encounter with her uh, and it was actually deeply troubling to him. And we can talk about exactly why when we get there, we touched on it in previous pages um, about how Kryn was like a particular kind of traitor, but also put in a difficult position. And Kroth is thinking about that and narrator Kroth doesn't tell us until the very, very end. And the other thing that's difficult, troubling on this page is that Kryn knows how to ride and is ready to ride. But then when she's getting on the horse, she stops and decides to walk because she has a sore groin. Yeah. And that's also why Ellie can't ride. Like she can't sit on the horse. Yeah. Not to mention Ellie is like completely catatonic, you know, so she probably can't even like sit up straight on the horse, right? She can be led around, but, um, and it's, you know, a deeply troubling, like, reality i suppose certainly it's a verisimilitudinous i don't know if this is actually how it would go down but uh it does kind of strike me as true that after you know several days of uh you know that kind of violation there would be some physical ramifications as well which sucks so you know one thing i think i appreciate about this book and i didn't think about at the time and i don't think about this when i think about the book outside of this context but it like doesn't shy away from kind of the it also doesn't make it overly blatant like no one on the page explains why they they can't ride the horse but if you're smart enough you know exactly exactly but like so it doesn't shy away from these sort of like well it's the reality of the situation exactly sort of like the like you know the the physical and emotional toll that it takes on these people I think a, another book, a weaker book, might just like have them, you know, be fine and like ride back to town with with him and, you know, go from there. But it doesn't shy away from the fact that there's like these implications at play as well. And Quoth is, you know, kind enough to like to be like, okay, we'll all walk, you know, like he's gonna. Yeah, well, it makes no sense for him to be on a horse if they're gonna walk. He's And he's like good equitable treatment. Right? I think that's part of his like trust winning process here is that he's. You know, anything they're going through, he'll be put through also. You know, he's being, he's trying to be empathetic, possibly sympathetic. I can never remember the difference. He's not going to them saying like, I understand what you're going through. You know, I will help you. He's just sort of like being understanding and accommodating without being pushy. Mm -hmm. 
reasonable. Extremely reasonable. Right, like at the end of the page here, he's very much like lost in his head. Yeah, he does. He well, yeah, he 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 goes into like a reverie. I think it's like a half dream. I don't know if you've ever had this, but if you've ever been so tired that you sort of like start to dream while awake, you sort of nod off. I mean, that happens to me when I'm not tired. I think of mm. it as just like it's not. I don't know. It's not nodding off. It's just daydreaming. This is this is like a this is definitely like a tired daydreaming. This is a daydreaming caused to tiredness. Yeah, because I, I have I have there's a difference to me between when I just sort of like get lost in thought and like imagine stuff versus when I actually sort of like hallucinate as a as you do when dreaming, mm. which I, has happened to me before. Sort of like the the dream part of your brain takes over and you start to like have the actual vivid hallucinations of a dream. That's the worst when like that happens and then you think you're walking, but you're actually sitting and then you like, you have like the like, uh, what is it like when your ears, the thing in your ears that like gives you balance, like resets and you're like, whoa, what's happening? <laughs> you have that, the kick, the inception. Yeah. Kick. Yeah. The worst is when, the worst is when you have a dream that you're peeing. Oh no. And then you wake up and you're like, did I actually pee? Yeah. That is the worst. <laughs> All right. I think we ran out of things to talk about on this page. I think so too. And uh, should we read a letter, Jordana? What do you think? Um, it's been an interesting page. It has been an interesting page. Lots of ups and downs. Do we have like a short letter? We do. We have a short okay, letter. Let's go with a short letter. This is from Husky on the Discord, who writes, Hello, team Page of the Wind. I wanted to write in with a quick note about why the Chandrians' names were preserved in the Adam oral tradition and not seemingly remembered anywhere else. I'm sure I'm not the only one to notice this, but somebody has been going around specifically pruning written records of the Chandrian, but you can't prune an oral tradition. Thanks again for all the years of paging. Signed, Arlo. Well, Arlo, you can't prune an oral tradition unless, of course, you prune the whole tradition practices, practicers. Uh, So one wonders if perhaps as a result of this story being told to Quoth, Quoth going off and saying, oh, I did learn this from the ADEM. Uh, the Chandrian refocus on making sure the Adem cannot practice that tradition anymore. Mm. That would be an unpleasant implication, wouldn't you say? That would be a terribly unpleasant implication. But also, yes. I mean, yeah, we don't hear about the Adem in the frame narrative, so. No, I, I, I am of the opinion that there are implications that they are extinct in the frame narrative. Um, although he doesn't seem to have Caesura anymore, right? Folly is not Caesura from what we can tell. Uh, so, you know, potentially he has a range for the sword to go back. I don't know. The fact that the Skrail came out of the Stormwall Mountains says to me that, you know, they, they would have passed over the Adem first. Um, and I think the fact that he's like telling their secrets is also implies that there's no one to be mad at him for doing that. But we shall see. Indeed. Only books and time shall tell. Yes. Someday. One day. And listeners, we'll be back in one day to do this podcast for you. On tomorrow's page. Of. The. Wind.